And welcome to another episode of Control Alt Asher. I'm Tobias, and I'm back again with UC. What's up? Hey, Tobias. I found a Swedish company. I think it's called the Protein Bolaget. Is this something you know? Protein Bolaget. Yeah, I'm guessing by the name, this is about uh, some powder stuff you can use when you go to the gym. Is that exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> so. So a colleague of mine found a discount from this company, and, and I think it says the protein company essentially on the box. And they sell different type of, of, of food that has more protein for you. And I've been, I, I really love this specific type of protein chocolate candy bars that are super convenient when you're heading to the gym. You just need a little bit more building blocks to, to, to manage that gym session. So I went in there and they sell you like a stack of 12 protein candy bars. I'm like, yeah, let me go for 12. But then they said, then they tell you, well, if you order a little bit more, the shipping and handling will be free. So I am now in possession of 36 protein <laughs> chocolate bars. <laughs> so life is great every day. I can at least enjoy them. And when I head to the gym, I can take one. All right, that sounds good. So then you can go to the gym at least uh, 36 times now. Yes. So what's right. up with you? So on my end, uh, something to do with exercise, I guess, in a way. We just booked a ski trip with the family for January. That'll be the first time for me and the kids on a pair of skis, while my partner, well, she was born on a pair of skis, pretty much. So it'll be an exciting adventure to tackle with the family. Um, so we rented a cabin mid-slope, uh, it has a sauna and a fireplace. It's a pretty big cabin or big house, almost the same size as our actual house at home. Um, so it's going to be a, a really nice kind of adventure to go on. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. But given I don't ski or I haven't done it up until now, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that goes. So if you're in the neighborhood, feel free to swing by. The sauna will be on, fireplace will be lit, and I'm going to bring the gin and tonic. This sounds awesome. So, so that's in Sweden, right? The the cabin. It is. Yeah. Okay. Super, super nice. Super nice. I'm. I was not born on skis. I did ski quite a bit when I was younger, but then for the past 15 years, not not really that much. But I'm sort of getting back to it myself as well. Uh, on community highlights, Toby, did we find anything we found interesting? We did. Um, so Uli Homan, uh, who's a corporate vice president and like a distinguished architect at Microsoft, published a blog post saying, uh, you know, deepening well-architected guidance for workloads hosted on Azure, which is essentially an announcement saying the Azure well-architected framework just got a major refresh uh, from the Azure patterns and practices team. Uh, so if you've tuned in to this podcast before, you may know that um, we talk about WAF or the well-architected framework uh, quite a bit. Uh, including one episode per each of the pillars. So this update is a kind of thorough refresh to the entire framework. So I really urge you to go check that out. Um, and maybe this gives us an opportunity to uh, tackle the updates in an upcoming episode as well, where we can kind of dive into that. So I think that's my favorite community highlight uh, right now, because it's a, it's a pretty big undertaking. It's a pretty big update. I, I really like this. I, I had a quick look at this article as as well as the well architected framework updates, and and it feels like it's the next ver major version of the whole guidance in that sense. 
And I base this this opinion on the fact that I've been using WAF, the well architecture framework, for for quite a bit, and I've sort of memorized the important bits and pieces. So I I I have in my muscle memory which links do I have to click and how much do I need to scroll on different portions to find that one nugget of wisdom that I frequently need. And now they are gone because it's a rewrite. <laughs> so that's not a bad thing, but I have to build the muscle memory again. Yeah. Alrighty, so today developing generative AI apps with AI 050. So let's talk a bit more about generative AI, but in a bit more focused context for this episode. And we've talked about Azure OpenAI in the past few months in a couple of episodes. And in June 2023, Microsoft announced an official courseware and the training for that called AI 050. Develop generative AI solutions with Azure OpenAI service. So that will be the topic for today. Before we dive deep into this one, Toby, any top of mind things with regards to generative AI, open AI, Azure open AI, this course, anything in life in general? I have a lot of thoughts on on AI, given you know what, what I see in the landscape. And also when I sit in some of the roundtables I'm involved in, where we talk about, you know, what happens in the uh, landscape of AI and what happens with big companies and how they adopt AI, what happens with uh, customers offering AI as part of their services. A lot of the talk right now is, do I use, uh, use ChatGPT and their APIs to enable my company to do more? Or do I use Azure OpenAI as an example uh, to enable my company to offer better services to our customers with that kind of smarter inf interface? So I do have a lot of thoughts and, and kind of wisdom in some of those discussions. What I really like is that there's a you know, becoming a pretty clear distinction between classic or traditional AI and generative AI. And I think that's, like, just to be clear, that's what we're talking about here. This course that we're talking about today in today's episode, that's about generative AI and Azure OpenAI service. Um, but that's an important distinction to make because AI has been around for a while. So you've had Azure Machine Learning as an example. You had cognitive services for, for a long time. Like, these things have been there for, for what now feels like ages. Uh, you've been able to do text analysis and prediction. You've been able to do image analysis and all these things for a long time. So AI as such is not new, right? It's been around. Generative AI is pretty new. That's where like ChatGPT made the kind of big announcement saying, hey, by the way, we made this really cool smart thing that can now uh, figure out how to write things and, and digest things and angle things like a human, which is incredible. So that's specifically what we're talking about uh, when we talk about generative AI. AI that can create stuff in a different way than kind of classic or traditional AI. So just wanted to make that distinction um, and bring that top of mind uh, that generative AI is a big thing, even if you have heard AI over the years repeatedly. Generative AI is the is the big thing right now, and it is changing the landscape a lot. So I really like this course and that we're going to dive into a little bit today. Uh, because it kind of paints the picture of the landscape and things you can do with Azure or OpenAI service, uh, how that can help you either improve things in your organization or improve how you uh, do offerings for your customers. So if you're starting with AI, starting to try and figure out how do I, like, where do I even get started? What do I need to know about this? This is a pretty good primer. Like this course 
might be very beneficial. It's a one day course, right? So it doesn't take that long. I think it's even like four or five hours or something like that. You can uh, go through it. And I really like that. So it's a high level. I need to understand more about AI. Where do I get started? Well, this is actually a pretty good starting point if you don't know. Uh, so that's my top of mind thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I really like the thinking here. And generative AI, it's relatively new for a lot of people. Essentially, when ChatGPT became available in late 2022, which is about 11 months ago, that's probably when most people who talk about generative AI or AI today, that's probably where they sort of got started with the idea. And we are all on the verge of something new here. So I'm also happy that we now have the official courseware and training content for the new stuff as well. Because back in the day, and I know, Toby, you remember those, those days as well, is that when something new was announced, let's say SharePoint 2007, then it took six or nine months to get the official training material for that. And by that time you got that content, you sort of already knew that it was outdated a little bit and you, you probably knew more by testing and experimenting with those services. But now each week we are getting new stuff in Azure OpenAI and in generative AI solutions. So creating a course for now is more challenging because whatever you put on a slide might be outdated two weeks from now or a month from now. So I would advise anybody looking into this course and the labs to also keep in mind that this is giving you the ideas, the essentials, the getting started on this one. But if you're listening on this episode six months from now, sometime in 2024, then when you have a look at this, maybe they'll update the courseware, but you will also know that plenty of the stuff has evolved since then. And that's just something to expect with generative AI. Yeah, I, th I think those are some pretty good notes. Um, and, and another thing that I noticed with the course is that there's going to be a couple of labs. So it's a single day course with a bunch of modules and there's going to be a few labs, which is awesome because that gives you a chance to really try things out. But it does require you to have an Azure subscription that's been approved uh, to access the Azure OpenAI service. So if you haven't done that to your Azure subscriptions that you want to use, do file a request. It may take a couple of days for that to uh, happen. So if you haven't done that, that's a kind of good starting point right now as you listen to this. If you think, hey, I want to try this out. I want to try this service. I want to try this course. If you want to follow along the labs, do know that you require uh, an approved uh, approved tenant for Azure OpenAI. We'll put the link to that submission form in the show notes as well. So you can just click it there. Um, and it could take a couple of days. I, I know that's what they what they say. It, you know, there might be some delays from you filing the request until you get an answer saying, all right, now you're actually approved. Um, so keep that in mind um, if, if you want to do this course. So like what's in the course? Like if, if we take a, just a holistic level uh, a view at this, what, what do we learn in this course? So I'm both impressed with, with what's in a single day course. And I think you can deliver this in four to five hours, depending on how much time you want to allocate for labs. How much are you expecting to have discussions with the attendees as well? Uh, so I'm both impressed how much is covered in this, this one day course, 
but at the same time, I'm a little bit disappointed that it it sort of just scratches the surface on a lot of things, but doesn't go too deep into anything. It's 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 more like a level 100 tour of what is Azure OpenAI service, and it doesn't cover everything. It covers the top six things. So what it does cover, what what it will cover is getting started with Azure OpenAI service, what it is, how do you get access and so on. Building solutions with generative AI, applying prompt engineering. How do you do prompt engineering? What's the system message and, and stuff like this? How do you generate code by selecting the corresponding model? How do you generate images? And how do you bring your own data in here? So big topics giving you sort of an overview of, of those individual topics. But I wouldn't say this is super technical. This is more like for the power user or for anybody who wants to understand more, what is the big picture here? And I will then dive deep into individual topics on my own. Would you would you agree with this one? Or do you do you feel it's lacking maybe something? No, I, I think what you rounded that up quite nicely. Um, what I do like is like the apply prompt engineering. And like you said, it's a pretty basic course. And I think that's good uh, because I think that's the kind of intended audience for uh, for that is, uh, you know, AI engineers, data scientists, um, pretty basic or intermediate level. Um, and I see intermediate because it will require an Azure subscription. It will require you to deploy Azure OpenAI servers and use that. So that's kind of why it's not just super basic. But again, if you're an architect, if you've been doing this for, for a long time in Azure, deploying resources, whatever, this is not new to you. But I really like that it, it takes a like a bird's eye view of generative AI uh, and gives you an introduction to these things, not just here's the open AI service and here's how to do the really complex stuff and build an API and set up the API keys and do this and that and, you know, quotas and whatever, because that's also important. But this is not for the developer as such. This is, I think, more for understanding the concepts um, of building generative AI solutions uh, using then um, Azure OpenAI. So I, I think it's good. Um, you know, from my perspective, I think the the altitude of the course is pretty good. Um, and I really like that they bring up things like apply prompt engineering. I know we talked about this in episode 191. Uh, where we talked about prompt engineering techniques with ChatGPT and Azure OpenAI. Here's a, a module now that they launched for prompt engineering as well, learning more about that, which again is a key and fundamental thing you need to understand to really util utilize generative AI better and, and more effective and more efficient. And then you need to use proper prompt engineering. That's going to help a lot. So I, I like the altitude of this course, even though it doesn't, like it's you're not going to have to be a rocket scientist to to get through this um but it does introduce you to kind of a wide array of high level topics for Azure open ai and generative ai so I, I really like that yeah indeed indeed and on a technical scale if you're thinking about this course microsoft often at least used to use the technical levels between 100 and 400 100 was more like an introductory non-technical content 200 was was general technology 300 was a deeper dive and 400 was the deepest dive on a singular topic and i would i would maybe grade this overall course at level 100 
And if you've already been working with Azure OpenAI, if you've already been building your solutions on that one, then this is not even level 100 for you. But for somebody who's new to all of this, this may be 150, not, not 200 even. There's some sample code, but they are like, like one-liners or a simple function or method doing something. So most of the code is in Python and or C-sharp, the sample code. And all of the labs that you get to do on this, they are on Microsoft Learn. So whatever labs you want to do, Microsoft Learn will have the guidance for the labs, but you will use your own Azure environment, which must have access to Azure OpenAI service at the same time. And I think that's a uh, that's a good kind of roundup uh, of this. And, and and just on the note of Python, we do see that more and more for a lot of things. Like Python is used in a lot of the security runbooks, and and when you have a playbook saying, hey, if you're doing threat hunting, if you're doing this and that, and, you know, Python is a pretty big thing for these things now. Um, so just on a personal note, that's on my bucket list to explore a little bit more on Python. I have done Python to a very limited extent. Uh, I've built some automations around it, built some kind of threat hunting activities uh, using Python, but I really want to dive into that. Uh, so that's a super side note. But back to the course, uh, this also does not give you a certification exam. Um, so if you do this for a day, you don't earn anything other than, you know, kudos. You pull through the course, you now probably know a little bit more than you did before, uh, which is great. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, um, you know, that's top of mind. That's the thing, like th those are the reflections I have on this course. It's not a huge course, right? So it's it's a bunch of learn modules where you can really get things done. But um, is there anything else top of mind for you? Like who should who should do this course now, uh, given every, everything we said with the altitude and like what level it is and, and things like that? So, so I would say somebody who, who's regularly a power user on maybe Power Platform, Microsoft 365, a little bit technical, wanting to learn about Azure OpenAI in a safe environment, definitely go and attend this one, do the labs, learn the basics. But if you're more of a developer or an Azure architect or an IT pro, you can sort of skim through this in, in, in less time than a day and you get the essentials. There is also another AI-focused learning course from Microsoft, that is the AI 102, and that is typically a three to five day course. I, I just finished delivering this a couple of weeks ago, and I did this in three days, and those were some really busy three days, because there's about 20 different labs, and some of those are fairly lengthy. So, so did, the focus of AI 102 is Azure Cognitive Services. I'm not sure if it's Azure AI services nowadays. Anywho, Cognitive Services. So it has none of the generative AI approach. So you sort of need to understand both. Cognitive Services for those use cases, AI 102 course, and then Generative AI, which is the AI 050, and that's purely and solely on Azure OpenAI. We'll, we'll put the links to both of these courses in the show notes. And I find both of these useful for sure, but they're starting points. They're the initial way 
for you to get started on this one. And then it's up to you to learn the rest because the courseware is struggling to keep up with all of the updates we get every week now for generative AI. Yeah, I, th I think this sounds great. Um, and, and just as, as a note as well, like things move very fast. And I think that's, they even left a note on the website of the course saying things move really fast. So whatever you're about to learn, it's probably going to change, right? So it's, again, keep an open mind and uh, use this learning opportunity as an introduction to what the heck is going on in the generative AI space in Azure and how can I make use of these services? Knowing that whatever you learn today, it's not like you did back in the day, you learned like .NET development, and then for three years, it's going to stick to the kind of same thing. You know, like in two weeks from now, a month from now, this has changed. There's variables changed, new service uh, been rolled out. You know, it's an ever-changing landscape now. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is, you know, short and sweet, um, the highlights of this course. And it's like a self-paced learning experience. You just go to learn.microsoft.com. You can find it on there. And you just do these modules whenever you have the time. You do the labs, and again, you need to sign up for Azure OpenAI Service if you haven't done so. And uh, that's an important thing if you want to do the exercises. You can, of course, also just walk through the learn modules without doing the labs, because I've done that. And that gives me a really good overview where I don't, because I, I have Azure OpenAI, I have access to that as well. But for some things, I don't really have the time to you know implement this, but I still want to understand how is it done? What is the thinking around it? I can still do all the kind of units in the module and go through it and read it and then just say, all right, for the exercise, I'm going to skip that for now because I don't have the time or I don't have an Azure OpenAI service. So it's not a blocker um, to looking at the course and learning something, but it is a requirement to have that access if you want to do the actual exercises. Indeed. And I would, I would say that this course, it gives you the ideas to think further on on a, what do you want to build on top of Azure OpenAI. It gives you the essential tooling. And then the more you work with those tools, the more your own thinking will evolve over time. And I feel that gives you the ability to start fully exploiting these capabilities in whatever work you do and in whatever services you're offering to your customers. Alrighty. Uh, that was it. Uh, make sure to have a look at the show notes. The last bit we have is the unexpected question. Toby, I do have a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Imagine you could create a brand new holiday. <laughs> what would it be called? How would people celebrate it? Okay, so strangely enough, I've been thinking about this. This is one of the big questions in my life. Every night when I go to sleep, it's like, I really need to create a new holiday. Um, and the one I would really like to see is International Mismatch Day. So why not suggest November 15th, which is today? Uh, this will be a celebration of the absurd, kind of encouraging people to embrace the quirky side of life and you know laugh at the randomness of the world. So normalize everything. Don't judge anything. Um, so the dress code, like everyone must wear mismatched clothes. So think stripes with polka dots and summer shorts with uh, winter boots, whatever, your food, everything needs to be randomly paired, like spaghetti topped with whipped cream or pizza served with a side of ice cream. Your activities have to be mismatched, like playing soccer with a beach ball 
or having a snowball fight with cotton balls or your decorations like homes and streets need to be decorated with a crazy mix of like holiday themes. So Halloween pumpkins sitting next to Easter eggs, sitting next to Christmas lights, you know, that, you know, International Mismatch Day, that is probably my final answer. And as you can hear, I've I thought about this. This is an important question. Yeah, you seem quite passionate about this. And I, I, I do like the idea, especially the pizza serving the side of ice cream, because <laughs> every Friday we have a pizza Friday at home. My six-year-old, who's the youngest, he wants ice cream before he eats the pizza. So we're <laughs> sort of leading already. You're, into you're the getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Thanks again for joining us. See you next week. All right. See you then.